Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Honesty can be good, but it can also be scary, especially if it's your spouse and it's important. I'm John Fuller and my co-host is Greg Smalley. John, I heard this hilarious commercial one time. I've never forgotten it to where the wife walks out in her new dress. Honey, does this dress make me look fat? He didn't skip a beat. No, not at all. It's not the dress that makes you look fat. It's the fat that makes you look fat (laughs) with the caption, too much honesty can be a bad thing. Yeah, I think so. And it can be scary and difficult to figure out how do we give our spouse feedback, especially simple things like that around dress or whatever. Yeah, well, wives, please don't put us in that position. Don't ever ask that question. (laughs) We don't think that. It's not a good idea. Yeah. Well, I actually, um, on a more serious note, I got to ask Dr. Larry Crabb about honesty. Um, He is so forthright about his shortcomings and his struggles with his wife, Rachel. Uh, We interviewed him, and here's the conversation with Larry Crabb, Jim Daly, and myself. If I can, Dr. Crabb, how does this look, or how did this look, rather, all those years ago when you had the revelation that I, I really need to do some thinking, and obviously something had to change? Um, what were those steps toward change that you took that made a difference? Oh, I think the first step has to do with the word grace. I think the first step has to do with recognizing that when we fail each other, and let me just put it more bluntly, when my wife fails me and every wife fails every husband, every husband fails every wife, but when my wife fails me, I could recognize within my own soul that I thought a massive injustice has been committed against me. Well, when that's the case, and I think that's a bit of an overstatement, but when that's the case, then grace has an opportunity. And I remember thinking, I have no right to demand anything from my wife. I only have an opportunity because of grace to give something to my wife. And when I began thinking of grace in those terms, then I began actually looking at my wife in a way I don't think I ever had before. I began looking at the fact that in the core of her soul, there's an emptiness that I can speak into. And I think one of the most important things to think about marriage is I believe that every husband, every wife can look at their spouse and say that I have exactly, God has put within me exactly what my wife, my spouse, my husband longs to receive you have the opportunity to touch your wife's, your husband's soul. And when I thought like that after the difficult times in our marriage, mm. then I think there was an excitement that developed in me. And I thought, this could be kind of fun. I could actually touch my wife's soul as opposed to just, can I put it bluntly, just use her body for my pleasure. Mm. Could I touch her soul for her joy? And when I began thinking like that, a whole new part of my being as a man got actualized or enlivened or resurrected or whatever the right word is. It became part of a purpose for you. It became part of a purpose, Mm -hmm. the real joy of the purpose of marriage. You know, so often today, and I'm sure many people listening right now, they desire that relationship in their marriage. They don't have it. Yes. How do they go home tonight? How do they sit at that dinner table? Uh, Maybe the kids are around, so maybe it's later when you're going to bed. How do you start that conversation to say, Mm -hmm. I want to do it differently? It strikes me that rather than making a resolve to do it differently, it might be wiser to say to your spouse, let's talk about a husband for the moment, to say to his wife, honey, could we go out for coffee for a couple hours? And I'd like to ask you, what's it like living with me? 
Ooh, that's a husband. dangerous question. Oh, yeah. Better have a couple hours here. And you better have some pleasing. <laughs> it's a good ready. one. <laughs> it's an important well, one. Well, but let me ask you in that yeah. context. I think that's really wise. Uh, but you've got to prepare yourself to respond correctly. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. To respond meaningfully. To respond with a, a level of integrity that says, I want to honor my purpose as you share honestly with me. I'm going to let you know, wife, that whatever you say, I believe because of the Lord, because of the grace of God, I have the courage, and I'm not feeling it right now, but I think I have the courage to respond non-defensively to what you're going to say. I want to be other-centered toward you, and this is going to be a struggle. Be patient with me. It might take years before you feel the fruit of all this. But I would like you to let me know what I'm like to live with, how I impact you. When do I make you feel alive? When do I make you feel dead? When do I hurt you? Because I want to live with you in a way that honors God and touches you. Let a wife hear that, and she's going to start crying for joy. Mm-hmm. And, Jim, uh, well, I get what Dr. Crabb just said. I'm thinking a lot of women are going to wait for the other shoe to drop. They're thinking, okay, he's asking me that question. He must have a list of his own that he's going to deliver. And your <laughs> yeah. advice would be, obviously, no, Cover that on another this day. is a different, <laughs> another that's a different discussion. Yeah, and that's where, that's where the man who says that to his wife has to recognize that there's going to be a little bit of a manipulative energy behind his question. You know, I want my turn, too, there, sweetheart. And if he can learn to say, no, wait a minute, I'm going to put that to death right now. I'm going to say, no, that's not what it's about. I really want to be here for you. There are a lot of people, Greg, who heard what Dr. Crabb just said, and they immediately think to themselves, I can't do that. It's hmm. too scary. It's too unpredictable. I'm going to be too vulnerable. I don't want to do that at all. How can we... Uh, develop a desire to improve our spouse's life, even if it means we have to take some crit along the way. It is scary. It's intimidating. The risk is, if I put this out there, is it going to ruin a perfectly good day? Am I going to rock the boat? I love that God gives a great example of this in Hosea. It's a book of the Bible to where he's winning back his bride, the children of Israel. And what's really interesting, John, is that is he's talking about, here's how I'm going to win back my wife. He talks about, he says that I will betroth you in righteousness and justice and love and compassion and faithfulness. In other words, what he's saying to his bride is, I want to go all the way back to the beginning, even like to our engagement. And I want to redo our relationship and make sure that we are founded upon some core values. Hmm. God lists some. I love what Dr. Crabb is talking about, that core value of honesty. How we do that is that we sit down first and foremost and talk about the value of honesty. What does that look like? What would that mean in our relationship? Are there things, topics that are off limits? Well, Aaron, am I supposed to tell you every time I check out a quick glance at another woman or what? And literally just talk that through. Honesty as a core value for us, looks like this. Mm -hmm. And you begin to shape what that looks like. Talk about how do we give and receive feedback. Aaron and I have literally done that. That's the word we use. When I want to share something with my wife, and by the way, we were out at lunch today, and we were talking about something, and I said, hey, speaking of that, would it be okay if I gave you a little bit of feedback? And, of course, instantly it turns very serious, and she's eyeing me. But I like the word feedback because feedback implies this is what I've noticed, but there's humility there. There has to be an attitude of, but it could be wrong. 
This is just feedback. And I'll sit in. So I, I gave her some feedback and then I just, I capped it off by just saying, now remember, that's just, that's how I see it. So you get to figure out between you and the Lord what's true. Now that, I, I, I know you and I appreciate your heart. That could be a power play by one spouse, though, yeah. couldn't it? I mean, it, that kind of feedback can be very manipulative. Yeah. That's why it has to be done in love. And love implies that that I've gone to the Lord first. I've checked this out, that, that I'm not trying to one-up her. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to control her. Yeah, it could be very manipulative, especially if it's like, because I want you to do this because it's going to make me feel better. Yeah. I mean, as, if it's genuinely done in love with an open heart, with her interests in mind, you know, I think it's important that spouses, we have to be able to give each other feedback. Yeah. And that's why we just like the word, because it sort of takes the judgment out. It takes out that, well, let me tell you what I'm seeing, what you need to do to change. And you get in this crazy power struggle. But what what I learned, John, a long time ago that really, really helped me to receive feedback is to always remember my wife is not the source of truth. Mm. Just because she feels it, just because she perceives it that way, just because she understands it this way, and trust me, she can present her case really well, that what so helped me to be open to that is that constantly in my mind I'm reminding myself that God is the source of truth, and I know my Father cares enough about me that He wants to help me grow. He will help me to understand if what she's saying is true or not. And what I've learned to say to Aaron is... Thank you for the feedback. I will go and pray about that, and I will get back to you. And then, John, I truly do go to the Lord and check it out. He is the author of truth. My wife isn't. But God may be using her to grow me by by giving me that feedback. So you have to, though, if you're going to say that, you have to circle back and, and be responsible to come back. I would have to come back to Aaron and say, I prayed about it, and here's what I'm struggling. Let's keep talking about this. Or most of the time it's, yeah, you're right on. Yeah, God really confirmed that. Thank you for that. You know, if I need to seek forgiveness, whatever would happen Mm -hmm. after that. But that's important, that God is the source of truth. I really am glad that you uh, pointed people to prayer and to the Scripture and to, to not taking these things lightly. Uh, that that's got to be a core fundamental uh, part of a strong marriage. And Dr. Larry Crabb has written about um, growing a strong marriage. His book is The Marriage Builder. Uh, we've got that and other great resources available at our website uh, or give us a call. Uh, the link and our phone number are both in the show notes. And as always, when you make a donation to support Focus on the Family, We'll send you the featured resource, that book, as our way of saying thank you for joining the support team. Now, next time, we'll be uh, discussing healthy conflict. And on behalf of Greg and the team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. 